Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. All right, well, hey, welcome to church this morning in person and online. If you're in person and you would like to help us share the word, go ahead and click share on your Facebook real quick in person. That will help us to uh, spread the word to your friends and your family. This is an important message this morning. Um, but we're going into a series called Stripped Back. Now, it's, it's, I probably got the name from maybe something I was helping to do this week in the church. Um, the kids and Chris I had a wee walk through it a few weeks back, and I was like, oh man, this is not maybe sending the right message to some of the parents that were coming in. Um, we need to tidy this up. And so we got on a few of our, our guys in the dream team and decided we're going to renovate it a little bit and repaint the whole thing. Uh, we're not really that good at painting, we've discovered. Um, so don't look around the edges, just look at the whole, you know, look at it from a distance. Looks a lot better. But um, there, was a, there was a situation that I found myself in. I was, I was actually, this is one of the rollers that, that we had. Um, and there's about four of us on Monday, last Monday, and we're rolling the, the walls with white paint. And obviously, we're, we're, on a, we're on a time limit, and we're trying to get this as much done as possible while the four of us were there, and we're, we're rolling. I hope there's no paint still on this. Um, we're rolling, rolling the, the walls, just trying to do it as quick as possible, as neat as possible. But there's one particular wall that I got to, and I think there must be a bit of probably damp. I don't know what's going on, but, but what had happened was every time I rolled, instead of the paint going on, it was going on to the previous paint and then coming right off, and it was, it was right down to the burr, the burr cement. And so this was quite frustrating because I kept, you know, I was maybe trying to do a wee patch-up job initially. I didn't want to have to, to go to the hassle of, of scraping it all back um, if I didn't have to, but I started continued rolling, and it kept coming. So the more I rolled, the more was coming off instead of going on. And so that doesn't work well with my personality, because I'm trying to get this thing done. So I ended up having to, to go and find one of these little things, a scraper. And uh, I had to scrape it back, and the worst part was every time I scraped, it kept, there was more and more and more, and it was, I had to go way up towards the ceiling, and it just kept coming because of what was going on with the wall. I have no clue. And, and it kind of taught me, I was trying to connect the paint to the wall to make it become refreshed, a better environment for us to live in and to do ministry in. It's a bit like, I guess, life sometimes. We're trying to connect to the world around us, to connect to people, trying to connect to situations, trying to connect to church. And sometimes in your life, you're trying to connect, but it seems to keep getting worse. Has anyone ever been there? Or you're trying your hardest, but it's like spinning the wheels in the car. It just, we're not going anywhere. We're just getting deeper and, and creating a bigger problem, if that makes sense. And so I ended up having to scrape back and strip it back. And then eventually, um, hopefully if you went in there now, you wouldn't know where that actually took place, I hope. And so I guess that's what this series is really about. It, it's, it's about stripping things back. Maybe we've been going to church so long and we've been just putting on 
layer after layer, and, and it just doesn't seem to be connecting the way it once did. Or, or, or it doesn't feel as fresh. Your relationship with Jesus doesn't feel as fresh as it once, as once did. And you've been rolling, and it seems to get worse. The more you press in, the worse it gets. Well, maybe this is a, a series for you where we can strip things back. Maybe it's just an area of your life where you've maybe believed something or it's just became old and you need to rejuvenate, you need to restore, and it's going to look like scraping back, which is a little bit more work, but hey, we're here now. We may as well get the work done, right? Uh, and if, we, if you can attend for the next four weeks, I believe we're going to strip some things back, and, and by the end of that, if you do the work, you press in, you receive the word, you believe it in your heart, then what happens is I believe you're going to come into a new, fresh environment. And if you're in the kids in the crash now, I feel like that's what the word we're getting on the street is from the kids' team. Like, oh, it's so big. It feels so big now. It feels so fresh. It feels so new. Maybe emotionally, spiritually, that's where you can be in a few weeks' time if you do the work. If you dig in deep enough, if you renew your mind with what is truth. And so today, the message is called, very simply, Salvation. There's a series on Netflix called Salvation, and I was like, if it's good enough for Netflix, it's good enough for me. Salvation, this is a word we would hear in church. If you're you're churchy, or if you've been around church, if you read the Bible, you might have heard this word thrown about, and you maybe don't really understand the true meaning, and you've just kind of rolled it, rolled with it, as we would say, and yet you don't really truly get it, and that's okay, you're in the right place. But I guess the whole point of rolling and the roller and the paint was to connect. We wanted to join the substance to the wall. And God wants to connect us. He wants, we are designed as human beings to connect to a creator, to a father. In the same way we're designed in a healthy way to connect to a good father on the earth, which some of us don't always experience. There's, There's an adhesion process. There's a connection which is supposed to be very organic and natural. And it helps us to be our best. It helps us to live a more expansive, the same way they're saying next door that the room is bigger, that it seems bigger. The perspective that God wants us to have is one of faith. And when we go into environments, into rooms with faith, it becomes bigger. Opportunities become greater. We were talking this morning in prayer just about how there's so many opportunities we miss. One of the guys was sharing about how one of his friends is in hospital and just thinking about how many opportunities did I have. When you go into situations full of faith, when the church is confident, we, we see opportunity. We create opportunities. And so God wants to connect with us. And I was just thinking about, you know, the pan- we've been in the middle of a pandemic. We're com- hopefully coming to the end. Can I get an Amen. <laughs> But how interesting is this? We're now hearing about India. The question is, and I ask myself this, would I be worried about India if nothing had happened here? Because believe it or not, there's been pandemics ongoing in countries like India and Africa with all kinds of disease, with all kinds of problems, but we don't really care. It's nearly as if we only care now the Westernized world only cares now because it affects us. And, and actually, our pandemic, I didn't see anyone lying around the streets. I don't know about you, I didn't see anyone dying on the streets. Our, our worst day is probably better than their best day. If you understand. Because there are people on the streets. 
down. And so it, 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 it just helped me to reflect of like, what, where am I at? Do I need to do some scraping in my beliefs? Am I just trying to cover up and pretend I don't put my head in the sand and pretend there's nothing else going on around the world and just getting on with my own comfortable life? Is anyone with me? And so really a lot of that stuff in these countries, a lot of it's happening because we have solutions here and they don't. A lot of it's because there's evil. Can anyone agree with me that there's evil in this world? And that, thing, that word evil that we use, it wreaks havoc. It wreaks separation and destruction. It wreaks problems. It makes things worse. Um, and it, it's constantly destroying. It's constantly hindering. It's constantly getting in the way of that true connection that God wanted with us and Him and people and community. So there's corruption, and it ruins everything. It, it steals it destroys, it kills, it murders, it deters us from God's plan. And that's why, you know, advice was given to me one time if somebody who was addicted to, to a substance of some sort and they came and asked for money, don't give it to them. Or, or if they're, if they're, because they're hungry, buy them food. Why? Because I, if, we give them, if I give them money, they, they'll go and use that to fund their dysfunction or, or their addiction and so it makes the problem worse. And so there's a bigger problem here. There's a deeper problem. It's not just on the surface. It can't be fixed with just something outward. It's in the depths of our belief systems, in our emotional attachments. And some of us in here, we're going through something in a different form. It mightn't look like a drug or a substance, but it could be a relational issue. It could be, there's all kinds of issues that we're not even aware of because we're rolling the surface we're just rolling over the cracks and hoping for the best. And so I want to give you an example here. Um, I need a volunteer. You got a mask? Come on up, sir. Get that on you, right over your eyes. Come on, put our hands together for Dylan. Are you standing over there, Dylan, please? Love, love an illustration. We love an illustration. Right, so this actually could be a very realistic illustration, to be quite honest. So, Dylan, if you stand over there, okay, and, and, I'm, and you're going to be watching me. You stand over there. But the, yeah, thank you. Uh, and you're going to be watching me. So what I have here is a phone charger. Now, there's a good few people in here are probably quite precious about their phone charger. And we have a lot of phone chargers, computer chargers, in, 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 the, in the church. And somehow they go missing the odd time. In church, like, throw me a bone. In church, people serving in our dream team, and they're stealing chargers in God's holy house. Borrowed, yeah, borrowed for a long, and give it back, and it doesn't work. <laughs> Anyhow, Dylan would never do that. So, so let's, let's, a little example, I'm going to have this charge, I'm going to set it down, I'm just setting it down, for the sake of setting it down, I'm busy, I'm running around the place, so I'm, going to, I'm going to come back to that later because I need it for one of the iPads, okay? And, and just, let's just say Dylan decides he needs that charger. And I'm walking off here and Dylan comes and decides he's going to borrow the charger, okay? And, and I come back, right, I'm going to, 
Right? Charge is gone. My lead is gone. My, my life soars. My life's over. And, and I can't believe it. There's a debt. I am minus one charger. One charger is no more. I, I'm in debt of one charger. I then write, Dylan, hands up. Now check your pockets. Put your hands behind your back. Dylan, what's this? Oh, it's your charger. <laughs> hey, some of us do that. We'll do whatever it takes to get out of a problem. So, so what's just happened there? Dylan has stolen the charger, but justice has been served because now the charger has been returned, correct? So the debt has been covered, but has it? Because there's, the debt, there's a debt of justice, meaning you, for Dylan to get right, in this situation, he has to return what he stole. But there's a problem relationally now between me and Dylan. Because now I realize that Dylan is willing to steal my chargers. And so there's a trust has been broken. So there's a debt of justice, but there's also a debt in relationship. There's two types of debt here. The problem with that debt is it can be fixed through investment, through the building of, of, of trust, of faithfulness, all that kind of stuff, can be fixed. Some of you had to go through that relationally with different people, but there's two types. And you see, when there's evil in the world, there, there's a, a, a justice problem. That's one thing. Money's been stolen, needs to be returned for, for that debt to be paid. But there's also relational debt, which is like relational vandalism. He's just went and like kicked the glass through my window of trust, and our relationship has been broken. Are you with me? Put your hands together for Dylan. And so, one thing we would agree with, and I think any religion, any person on the planet would, would believe that, that we want evil to be gone. Yes? Amen? We want evil to be gone fully. Any of the problems we see across the planet in different countries, with corruption locally, afar, is evil. We call it evil. This, evan this, uh, uh, this relational um, vandalism, this, in this debt of injustice, and we would all agree we want to put right. We would all agree we wish God would just come and fix it. And Pastor Paul spoke about last week about how God has planned to do that through a new heaven and a new earth. Can I get an amen? Where there's no sickness? Can I get an amen? There's no stiff knees? Can I get an amen? Get a new body. It's a new day. It's Eden restored. God's plan was always to restore. Now, there's a, there's a problem with this because if we're all honest, like the person who steals the odd charger, has anyone ever stole a pen in church, by the way? Listen, has anyone ever lied? Hands up if you've ever lied. Okay. There's a few people still lying. <laughs> Have you ever lusted over anyone? I oh, don't put your hand, you're embarrassed about that one. Jesus, Jesus said, listen, if, you're if you've ever lied, what are you? A liar. If you've ever stolen, you're a, a thief. 
and we've only just started on the Ten Commandments, and we're in church. So, so we're talking about injustice. We're talking about that debt of injustice. We're talking about that relational debt. We're, we're in big trouble. And, and so we're all agree. Does that, who would disagree that God should come and get rid of all the evil on the earth? Anyone disagree with that? Are you happy just to live that way and broken bodies and limited? No, I think we all agree. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care what country you're from. If you're breathing, you, I guarantee everyone would come into agreement with that. But the problem is there's a debt. And if we're all honest, the problem with, with blotting out this evil thing is we actually all have some of it. We all have, I'm not saying we're all evil, but I'm saying we all have evil. I'm not saying there's not good in any of us. I believe everyone has a certain amount of good in them because we're made in God's image. We're fearfully and wonderfully made, correct? But there's a problem, and we're infected by this thing, sin, and it's evil. And we're in this weird scenario now. It's awkward, isn't it? Because we all agree, we've all said we agree that we believe that God should blot out evil. But then that, <laughs> that's a bit awkward now because that includes us. Because we've all got debt of some sort, of some level, and we're attached to this thing. It says in Romans 3 and 23, it lines completely up, it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It means we've sinned in some way, we've fallen short, there's a bit of evil in us, we've been infected. We've got a problem. We want a new heaven, we want a new earth, we want perfection, we want the problems of our loved ones to be solved here, who need healed and need, need to become whole. We want our heart to stop being jealous and bitter and all those things. We want it, but, but we don't know how to fix it. It's awkward. And, and the worst part is that we want the evil to disappear, but we're contributors. <laughs> we're contributors. And so let, let's, let's go back to what was happening in the Old Testament. What, what they, they, they understood this early on, and what would have happened was they would have had these things called animal sacrifices. They would have taken an animal, and that was to pay the debt and, and to make up... For, for injustice, for justification, they would have led this animal and sacrificed it. And that was to deal with justice. But then what they would have taken was they would have taken the blood of that animal and sprinkled it around the temple. And that was to deal with the relational vandalism. That was to deal with the relational debt that they had. But the problem was they kept doing this time and time again for generations to the point where they realized this is a mess because they were still participating in evil. They were still going to God and from God and cycling. The Israelites were cycling. It wasn't working. It nearly made a mockery of the sacrificial system. And so then this prophet Isaiah started to see vision and started to prophesy that there would be a king that would come there would be a sacrificial lamb that would come and he would serve, but he would also be sacrificed for this debt, both for justice, but also for the relationship side, the relational vandalism too. And that person was Jesus. And he actually used the words of Isaiah that he came to serve and he came to seek those that were lost. He came to deal with the debt problem 
of humanity. He wanted to bring Eden back, but he couldn't do it without the debts being covered. Is anyone with me? Are you with me? Good. And so we needed purified. And so what actually happens, we had those rituals of the past where they sacrificed these lambs and they sprinkled the blood. Well, in the New Testament now, we have a new ritual. And that looks like, number one, water baptized. You get water baptized. If, if you become a believer in Christ, the sacrifice that was made, then the first thing you do is get water baptized. And that's symbolic of Christ dying as a sacrificial lamb and coming up from death, being resurrected, so that we too will be resurrected in the last day. But also there's the Lord's Supper, which is about relationship. Are you connecting the dots here? So the first, Jesus came to pay the penalty and the debt of justification, to justify us so we'd be justified just as if we hadn't sinned. So that's the one debt is paid, but then communion with God, we remember the blood. The blood in the Old Testament was sprinkled for purification. Why? Relationally with God. Today, what do we do? Communion, the Lord's Supper. We, we take the wine and, it, and we remember the blood. And we take the bread and remember the body. And what that is about is relationship. That's about restoring relationship with God. That's about purifying our soul and removing the guilt and the shame that holds us back from relationships. So God's recovery plan is life found in Christ. Can I get an amen? So, so a lot of us have heard the, you know, the good news, good news club, good news Bible. Uh, you've heard this good news, bring the good news. Well, well, good news could be anything really, couldn't it? But in Christian circles, we, it's pointing in a certain direction. But actually, if we bring that back to its original context, the word that was on the street was essentially, it, it meant good news or gospel, but it actually, if we bring it back to its original Greek, it, it means ukulelean, which, which the EU part means good. The second part means announcement. So Isaiah came with a good announcement. And what was the good announcement? It was, listen, there's evil in the world. God wants to blot it out. He does. But the solution and the, the prophesied plan which came to fulfillment was this person, Jesus. And it wasn't just to make things right from a justice perspective. It was also to purify us relationally so we could be in communion with God. You see what we're doing? We're stripping back the paint here so we can get good adhesion in your belief system, sometimes we come to church and we don't even know why. We're just, it's just routine. It's just ritual. We're just rolling with it. We've got to strip it back. I am actually a sinner. I actually do have evil in me. And the problem is it's out there. As soon as you sin, as soon as you get jealous, as soon as you have a thought, as, as the Bible says, if you even think as a man thinks, so is he. If you think with lust, you're an adulterer. If you think with envy, if you think that you hate somebody, you're a murderer's heart. Jesus raised the level. So the problem is, as soon as that thought is conceived and accepted, it's out there. It's out there in the universe. It's out there in the spiritual realm. And it needs justice because it's not God's holy standard. It's not God's holy way. So what do you do? You're in debt. We're in debt Jesus came. 
every person on planet Earth can't deny this stuff. I don't think they would even argue, but what do you do with that debt? That one lie? It's still, you might have only told one lie your whole life, but what do you do with it? If you take 10 pounds out of the bank in the red, right? It's, you didn't have it in the bank, but you, you took a loan. Well, you're in debt. You can't just ignore it. You can't just pretend it's going to be okay. The bank doesn't care. The system is that justice should, needs to be served. You must repay the debt. And so this is important. The Bible says in Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is debt. Every one of those thoughts, every one of those actions which aren't of God's holy standard, it just creates a debt. But the gift of God is eternal life in, in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's, it's actually a gift. You don't even have to pay for it. He, he's, he, he stood in the gap, dealt with it. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. So salvation, what does this word mean? Salvation essentially means deliverance or redemption. The saving of human beings from sin and its consequences, which includes death and separation from God. So this is logical. It's not just some weird, random, cultish idea. It, it's logical. If you have a debt, it must be paid for. God knew that. He knew there was an issue. He came to restore, bring Eden Eden back to the way it was. And so Jesus came. And so we hear this word bantered about, I am saved. <laughs> and the average person is like, what are you saved from what? Are you under attack? Did you drown? Yeah, what, what do you mean you're saved? Like, well, it, it's, it's, it says in Romans 10, 13, every, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So what's the Bible talking about here? It's talking about if you have a debt and it's not paid for, you have a problem. Because God is holy and He is perfect. And it's not that He doesn't want to fix the problem it's not that he's not willing, and he, he wasn't willing to send his son, he was. But it's just a case of are we willing to receive the free gift of salvation, the free gift of life. But, but if you don't, there's separation. In the same way with me and Dylan, he stole my charger, and he put it back. And he was justified in that way, and he repented in some ways and put it back, but there's still a relational problem that needs to be restored and can be restored. And that's why Jesus came. God had a God was willing to he wants we are designed to live with faith, hope, and love. He wanted to be in relationship with us. We're designed for that. We're, 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 we are our best. We're in that position. But we stole the charger and we put it back. We paid it for sin, but now we can build a relationship. Let's, let's not go through our life just putting the charger back and neglecting relationship, not building trust with our Father because God can't use us you can't move through us 
unless we're willing to bridge the gap with relationship, not just the sacrificial lamb, but also communion. Not just Jesus on the cross, but also remembering his blood and his sacrifice. He has now become Abba, Father. We are now a friend of God. His sin paid for that. You can now speak. You can now hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. I love what Paul said last week. He said, when Jesus was leaving the earth, he said, it's better that I go. Why? Because when Jesus was on the earth, he could only be in one place at one time. But, but he said, the Holy Spirit would come. He would descend upon the earth. And the Holy Spirit is able to live in all of us at one time, anywhere, at any place, at any time. You possess the power to overcome, but it's, it can only be founded. You can only experience it. You can only drive with that kind of power unless you're in relationship, in communion. It's not just the cross. It's communion. It's relationship. It's not just going to church. It's not just going through the ritual of life. Not just, it's not just existing until your life on earth is done. It's, it's actually living eternal life. Eternal life was never designed to be just as something we get to. It's something we have right now. It's a quality of life in communion with the Father. It's not just a, a get out of jail free card. It's more than that. Can I get an amen? I'm going to finish here. You're saved by grace through faith. Listen, you're not saved because you come to church. No more than you are a car when you're inside a car garage. <laughs> might be a scooter. Might be a mechanic. Only because you come inside the facility of God's house doesn't cause you to become saved. It's through surrendering to the person of Jesus Christ who died and resurrected to justify you so you can stand on your feet again, that you can lay down shame and sorrow. But, but it wasn't just for that. They sprinkled the blood. The blood was shed to purify you, to sanctify you so you can live a life pleasing to God Almighty, the Holy One. Let us be holy as He is holy, but it cannot be done without relationship. It cannot be done without the power of the Holy Spirit. It cannot be done without surrendering and posturing our heart to His. It's possible. Come on, let's not be a church that we just get through, that we just exist, that we just play it safe, that we just are comfortable. Let's be a church that impacts the earth in which we live, and we go and send out the invite cards not just to get them to church, but to bring them to relationship with Jesus, that they would be justified, the debts would be paid, and relationship would come alive. Let's go ahead and stand. So every person online and in person, maybe you need to to peel off the paint and get a fresh coat. The Bible says we put on a coat of righteousness, but that's in Jesus, it's not in us. It's in who He is, 
who he was and who he will continue to be. So maybe you're in here and you need to make a, a recommitment, a fresh commitment. Or it's time to peel back that life of sin and clothe yourself with righteousness, with Jesus Christ. It's all fresh. It's all new. It's a new life. It's a new room. It's a new space to exist. So say this prayer together with me, church, and help those people along. God, I thank you for the free gift of salvation, of new life. I am free from the power of sin. I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I am a brand new person. This is a new start. Amen. Three head by night close. If you said that for the first time and the first time in a long time, go ahead and put your hand up. I'd love to pray for you. If you're online, go ahead and let somebody know on the chat. God, we just worship you. We thank you. God, we are brand new creations. We thank you that we are justified by the cross. We're set free from our debt. But even more than that, we have relationship with you because we are being purified by the Holy Spirit as we continue to grow, as we continue to be holy like you're holy. God, we thank you that we're not saved by works, but by your grace. In Jesus' name. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify account. This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life and you'd love to help us reach others, you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Ariat Church podcast.